Welcome to the Nutrition Science Podcast, where we help you cut through the noise and make informed, science-based decisions about nutrition and your health. How's it going, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Nutrition Science Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Adrian Chavez. And in this episode, I want to discuss six habits that you want to try to get consistent with before doing anything else. So I talk to people all the time who are looking for supplements or detoxes or testing, and and they're looking for this magic answer. And most of the time, the answer of improving your health over time lies in your routine, in your lifestyle, in your habits. And too many people get lost and distracted by following these types of things that were sold left and right. Detoxes, supplements, and cleanses, and cutting out whole food groups. And I've worked with over a thousand people. I've run group programs. I've done one-on-one work. That's not what people are missing. I don't recommend people do a whole bunch of testing or anything like that to help them improve their health. We look at their habits and we decide which habits could use some improvement and sometimes you need some outside perspective there and then we start to work on consistently improving those habits so in this episode i want to talk about the main habits that i typically recommend focusing on improving when i work with clients this is what we're doing we're not doing testing or detoxes or a whole bunch of supplements we are focusing on improving habits and i've worked with clients with all sorts of health issues desires to lose weight improve muscle mass uh, autoimmune disease digestive issues a range of different health conditions and in most cases these are the foundational things that make the biggest difference and there are rare cases where Maybe cutting out a certain food may be incredibly impactful, but in the majority of cases, it comes down to the things that we're going to discuss today. So I want to go ahead and get into the episode. Today's going to be a more practical episode. So we'll switch out practical and more science-based episodes. And I'm also going to start inviting a few guests on because there's a few people that I want to share their expertise. And I'm not going to be very big on guests overall because I want to keep the quality of the information very tight and I want to make sure that anyone I bring on is someone that I can completely trust to provide solid evidence-backed information and I have handfuls of people who I feel who I can trust to do that. So I will definitely over the next couple of weeks start to bring on some guests on this show still considering releasing more than one episode a week as I'm getting into the groove of things. And we might consider doing that in the next couple of weeks. But for now, it's going to be a weekly episode and expect some guests in the future. So let's go ahead and jump into the content. As I mentioned, we're going to talk about six healthy habits and things that these are the things that matter. When it comes to your long-term health, these are the things that are going to matter most. First one, I'll get it out of the way because Obviously, this is where my bias lies, but nutrition. So eating a balanced nutrition approach that provides your nutrient needs, that provides your energy needs, that has plenty of fiber, that doesn't provide too much LDL or too much saturated fat to the degree that it increases your LDL cholesterol, 
that doesn't provide too much sodium to the point that it's increasing your blood pressure, that is varied in nature, that includes different types of foods, different colors, so different colored plant foods. So you got some green, some red, some blue, all of that. That's important. That's important for our microbiome. That's important for our nutritional intake. And really making sure that we're getting enough protein is another important one. So making sure that you're eating the right amount of energy, making sure that you're getting enough protein, making sure that you're getting plenty of fiber, making sure that you're eating a varied diet, uh, not overdoing it with sodium, with saturated fat to the point that it may increase one of your primary risk factors for heart disease, which is blood pressure, which is LDL cholesterol. These are the things that are important. doesn't have to be incredibly complicated beyond that has to be something that you can stick to over the long run. We're going to eat for the rest of our lives. Like there's not a time where this stops. Like you're going to be eating forever until you're no longer on this earth. So it's important to find a pattern that you can stick to for the rest of your life. And that's going to vary over time with different circumstances. My nutrition has changed multiple times due to changes in circumstances. But if you have some good foundations in place, and you have a good philosophy of how you'd like to eat, you find a good way that helps you meet those things that I just discussed, that's what's important. And very few people have this. Very few people are comfortable with their approach to nutrition. And this has to be something that you spend time on if you want to invest in your health, if your health is very important to you. And I'm guessing it is because you're listening to this show. So that is number one. Again, I got to get my bias out of the way. These are in no particular order in terms of importance. There's a couple of habits that, that really can be improved upon. And when they do, that leads to the results that have been evading many people. So number two, exercise. Exercise routine. Doing exercises that challenge you. Getting stronger. Improving your cardiovascular health. If you aren't doing those things. So if you're exercising, but you're not getting stronger over time, at least to a certain point, of course, there's going to be a plateau where you're not going to continue to be able to get stronger and you're not improving your cardiovascular health and you're not engaging in difficult activities, you're probably not going to get as much value from exercise as you could. And I know a lot of people who exercise, go to the gym, but you're not doing the types of exercises that are important for building strength, for building muscle mass, for building aerobic fitness. And these are the things that are important for long-term health, for our functional capacity, for just our general well-being. If you're stronger, life is easier in many ways. Carrying groceries is easier. Walking up steps is easier. So many different aspects of life become easier when you improve your strength. Same goes for aerobic capacity. So when you improve your cardiovascular health, when you walk upstairs, you don't get out of breath. But beyond that, when it comes to cardiovascular health, this is the most important muscle in our body. Like our heart disease is the number one cause of death. And we have this heart in circulatory system. So we have a heart that, that pumps blood throughout our body and a circulatory system that delivers blood and nutrients and removes waste. And the function of that system is incredibly important. And the function of that system isn't going to be where you would like for it to be in order to experience your best health if you're not engaging in some type of cardiovascular exercise 
that increases your heart rate and trains that system. So exercise is incredibly important. Ideally, getting some mix of some type of resistance training that's going to make you stronger, some type of aerobic exercise that's going to improve your aerobic capacity, improve the health of your cardiovascular system. Mobility and other types of movement are also important, but when it comes to our health, muscular health and cardiovascular health, and also with strength training, that's going to help our bones, that's going to prevent against osteoporosis and strengthen our bones, those are going to be the most important. When I mention things like mobility work and walking and leisurely types of movement, that's going to go into the next thing that I'm going to discuss, which is reducing sedentary time. So number three, number two is going to be exercise. Number three, reducing the amount of time that you spend doing absolutely nothing. So if you're just sitting around for several hours out of the day watching TV, playing video games, sitting in front of your computer, maybe you have to do this for work. The goal should be to reduce the amount of that that you're currently doing because too many of us are doing too much of that and our bodies become used to doing absolutely nothing. And that's not what we want to train our bodies to do. When we engage in exercise, we're training our bodies to improve. When we engage in long bouts of sedentary activity that make up the majority of our life, that's going to train your body to be sedentary. And we don't want to do that. So we want to reduce the amount of sedentary time as much as possible. And I know for many people, your circumstances simply don't allow it during the week. And the key there is getting as much activity as you can on the weekends and then also breaking up your sedentary time during the week. There's multiple studies that have shown that just five to 10 minutes per day of movement in between hours and hours of sitting can have positive effects on cardiovascular health, on blood glucose control, on blood pressure. And that's most people can do that. Most people can take a five to 10 minute break three or four times throughout the day and get a little bit of walking in. And then after when you get off work, instead of watching television, go outside, go play with your kids. There's so many different things. Like one of the things, and this is so underrated, one of the things that I highly prioritize, and like I said, this is underrated when it comes to fat loss, but also just when it comes to overall health, is living an active life. Like I don't go to the movies that often because I would choose another active activity instead of that because of how that's going to impact my health and, and my well-being. So going to the movies and having chips and popcorn and whatever else, I do that sometimes. And I'll take my son to do that because he enjoys it sometimes. But most of the time, I'm not going to suggest that. If my son wants to see a new movie, I'll take him to do that. But if we're going to go do something, I'm going to say, hey, let's go to a trampoline park. Hey, let's go to a park. Hey, let's go to the zoo. Hey, let's go do something that's going to cause us to be moving around. And this is incredibly important. That can make it easier for you to get movement in. And a lot of these things can have benefits similar to structured exercise or even benefits just as good as structured exercise if you plan these types of things right. And so, you know, this piece is overlooked a lot of times 
Because people think I need to exercise more. No, you just need to sit around less. You need to move a little bit more. And if you sit around less, you're going to be moving more. And, and it doesn't have to be anything that intense. It could be washing your car. It could be cooking, cleaning. Like these activities, these things that we, we don't want to cook. So we order out and we pay twice as much. And then we sit there while it gets delivered to us. And we pay twice as much and then don't get that activity that you could have got by cooking. And I know if you're tired and you don't want to do it, sometimes it can get a little overwhelming and you have to learn how to weigh, you know, what things are going to, you're willing to to move, you know, engage in movement in and the other things that you say, okay, I just really don't want to do that. Like some people hate cooking, but if you learn how to do it, it tends to be a little bit better. And that's, in my opinion, that's the reason that a lot of people hate cooking is because the lack of skill sometimes in the kitchen. And if you learn how to cook, it becomes more enjoyable because you get a nice, delicious meal at the end of it and you save money as opposed to door dashing or whatever the case may be. So reducing sedentary time. And I went on a little rant about cooking because it's just, I know a lot of people avoid it, but it's, it's important. It's important for, for long-term health, living a healthy, you know, lifestyle, knowing how to put together a few meals for yourself is going to be an important thing. So number three was reduce sedentary time. Number four, stay hydrated. And I know this doesn't apply to everyone, but again, I have a lot of experience working with people and there's probably about 20 to 30% of maybe of you listening, but of the people that I've worked with over the past who are drinking like 24 ounces of water a day, like that's insufficient. And I've worked with a lot of people who have constipation where they're drinking very little water. They have headaches every day and they're drinking very little water. They feel fatigued a lot and they're drinking very little water. A lot of these things can be improved sometimes just by hydrating. The value that I've seen from recommending someone who's drinking almost no water to drink enough water is substantial in most cases. And it's a simple habit. I know a lot of people say, I forget. Buy a cup, keep it with you, build that habit. You can improve your health with this simple thing. And when it comes to recommendations for water consumption, the most simple recommendation that kind of works for most people is half of your body weight in ounces of water per day. You're probably going to want to get more than that if you are very active. So, but let's say you're 200 pounds, it's a hundred ounces. Um, if you're more active, you can get more than that. And there's, you know, cases like, say you're drinking a lot of tea, for example, or drinking, you know, a couple cups of coffee, like that counts towards your overall liquid consumption. But I recommend just trying to make drinking water a habit. I think this is another challenge for a lot of people is because it doesn't have a taste and I think many of us are so conditioned to everything has to be delicious or it has to stimulate our taste buds. And the reality is like, that doesn't have to be the case. If you're always chasing a, a stimulation of your taste buds, that's going to lead you towards unhealthy choices a lot of times. So we have to learn sometimes how to drink something because we know it's good for us, not because we we're looking for the stimulation that we can get on our taste buds. So that is number four, 
drink some water, stay hydrated, stay properly hydrated. Number five, prioritize sleep. And the reason that I use this word prioritize, I think it's the best word to use when it comes to this this topic because we tend to put other things ahead of sleep and sleep becomes last. And sleep has to be something that we get into a routine around. And it, it doesn't have to be perfect every day, but laying down, at a, try to lay down at a certain time every day, trying to get up at a time when you've had enough sleep every day, not watching TV while you fall asleep and leaving it on so that it wakes you up throughout the night. It's incredibly important to sleep and sleep through the night. And six to eight hours is like the general recommendation. Most people do better at at least seven. But if you can, if you're fine off six, then that's great. I tend to get a little bit less than seven, but I've, I've worked in my own sleep for quite some time because I've been a low sleeper thinking that I can get away with it. You know, I'm definitely during my PhD, definitely after I used to think, oh, I can get away with five, six hours. Sometimes, you know, I average like five. You can't like the difference is massive on your well-being, like going from underslept to slept. And I notice it so obviously now, like I can tell the difference in my energy levels and my clarity of, of thought and and we just learn. I think a big piece of this is we learn how to operate on less than how, you know, less than our best. So, so many of us are walking around every day and we don't know that we feel like crap because that's our normal now. And I've I've said this to many people, it's like, you don't know how good you're supposed to feel. And once you learn like how you're supposed to feel, you're like, oh, wow, I'm not supposed to be bloated all the time. I'm not supposed to have low energy throughout large portions of the day. I'm not supposed to be craving food all the time, or I'm not like, I'm not supposed to be falling asleep in the middle of the day. Once you learn this and you felt that, it's hard to go back. And this is something, you know, I get this question like, how do you stay quote unquote motivated to eat this way and exercise like that all the time? I don't need motivation. I know how good I want to feel on a day-to-day -day basis. And when I go away from these habits, I don't feel that way. And if I'm traveling or something, you know, I try to do my best, but you know, if I'm traveling and eating out a lot, not moving a lot, sleep is off, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. And so I can't wait to get back into a good routine typically if I'm in those type of scenarios. But the problem is that a lot of us are, this is our normal. You know, you get into this normal of not feeling as good as you're supposed to. It, you, you don't know. You don't know what you don't know. And then this is one thing a lot of my clients that I've worked with over the years, when they make long-term changes and they really stick to something for months, they never go back. And I'm at a, you know, I've been in this field for quite some time now. I've worked with many people who have, they just changed their lifestyle for good. And it wasn't, they went working with me. I didn't put them on a diet. They just, oh, this is, these are the habits we're going to start doing now. And you do them and they just kind of stick with you. And, you know, you may fall off of that to a certain degree, but when you really focus on habits versus trying to lose 20 pounds in three months or, you know, whatever other short-term 
things that many people are chasing, it becomes easy over time, but it's not at first, definitely not at first. And I've been, I've been living this type of lifestyle for over 15 years now. It, it, it wasn't at first. And, and there were many times where I've had to put a lot more effort into things, you know, kind of to a relationship. I had a kid, you got to put, you got to make some adjustments, but for me, nothing was ever going to take me away from that because I knew how I was supposed to feel. And when I got away from those habits, I don't feel as good. I don't have the same levels of energy. I don't sleep as well. I don't just, the list goes on. And this is why I'm passionate about this because I want other people to understand what it feels like to be, to be as healthy as you can be. And everyone's different, of course. Like there's definitely limitations on everyone. But if you're really doing the right things in terms of habits, um, there's a lot that can be gained from it in terms of disease risk reduction in the future, but also on the day to day, how you feel, energy levels, all of that capabilities, you know, being able to do things that you want to do so much to it. But I'm going to go ahead and move on to number six. So number five, prioritize sleep. Number six. Spending time doing some stuff that you enjoy or with people that you enjoy. I'm going to put those two together, but, you know, doing things that that make you feel happy, quote unquote. And this is really important. You know, again, I've worked with a lot of people. I wouldn't have said this four or five years ago. I wouldn't even mention this. But I've realized that that these things are just as important when it comes to health. And then these things spiral into the others. And so if you're constantly going, 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 and you're working a job that you don't enjoy, and then you you get home and, and you're stressed because you got to take care of kids or whatever the case may be, and you're not doing things that you enjoy, you have no space in your life for things that you enjoy, um, that's not good. Or people that you really care about as well. You know, these two aspects can help us to improve our mental health, and that's incredibly important. I'm not my area of expertise. I'm not going to go into too much detail beyond that, but just it's important for our health to really focus on um, having experiences that that feel good to us, that that make you feel good and you know build you up. And that's going to be different for everyone. So for some people, that's religion. For some people, that's activism. For some people, that's a job. For me, it's my job. Like I, I enjoy what I do. But for everyone, there's you know, you got to find these things that you really enjoy and build them in as much as you can into your life. And maybe that's nature or, you know, exercise, you know, for some people it's exercise for me, it kind of is to certain types of exercise, but things that you enjoy are really important. You can't live your life always being unhappy or doing things that you don't enjoy. Now, of course, I'm saying this from a place of huge privilege. There are circumstances where you may have to work a lot at a job that you don't really enjoy that much, and you, there's not a lot of free time outside of that. So I completely understand that. But if you have the time, you know, try to figure out those ways to make that a part of your life because it really does make a difference. There's so many people who are so focused on nutrition or exercise or looking a certain way, losing weight, and they just forget to live. And that's important. That's important too, because then you can drive yourself into a place where you're still not getting anything positive from a health standpoint. And, and stress and depression and mental health 
play a big role in our overall health. So like I said, I, I, I'm not an expert at this at all, so I'm not going to go into too much detail anymore beyond that. But definitely, I mean, it's something that just has to be included in a topic about health is, you know, your mental health and how you're taking care of that. And that's, like I said, it's just important. As the other things, my specialty is in the other things and really focusing on that. All right, that's all I have for today. So I'm going to go ahead and review those six points. And then after that, I'm going to discuss opportunity. So I'm opening up another cohort of our 12-week Building Healthy Habits program. So this is a program that I run with one of my friends, one of my personal trainer. His name is Alex. You may have seen me tag him on, on social media if you follow me in those channels. So I'll discuss that really quickly as well for those who may be interested in working on some of this stuff and getting some guidance with this and really, you know, getting a blueprint on how to start implementing a lot of the things that I talked about in this episode. So number one, eating a nutrition plan according to your needs. So making sure that you're eating the right amounts of food, making sure that you're eating the right types of foods so that you're nourishing yourself properly. Number two, exercising and ideally a combination of resistance and aerobic exercise. Number three, reducing the amount of sedentary time, just building a more active lifestyle. Number four, drinking water, staying properly hydrated, just making sure that you're consuming enough liquids throughout the day so that you are hydrated. Number five, prioritizing your sleep and just making it something that you pay attention to and that you really try to get in consistently every single day. And number six, spending time or spending time with people that you enjoy or spending time doing things that you enjoy, building some fun into your life. So those are the six habits that I recommend for a healthy, well-balanced life. As I mentioned a second ago, we are going to be opening up the next round of my Building Healthy Habits 12-week program. In this program, you get direct guidance from me. This isn't like you sign up and, and you're on your own. So you get a nutrition plan from me based on a detailed intake form. And so I read that through. I kind of give you some guidance on in terms of nutrition, what I recommend, what I re recommend focusing on, changes to your current habits. And then you get an exercise plan from our trainer, Alex. Alex is amazing. He puts together a personalized exercise plan for you that's delivered directly through an app and it goes straight to your phone and you just complete the exercises and that's all you have to do. And then we do weekly check-ins with all of our clients. So we check in with you once a week. We see how you're doing. We make any adjustments. We help you work through any challenges, any of that that you're dealing with over that week. And then we work with you all for 12 weeks and we just help you implement these habits. So if you're interested in this program, I'm going to put a link in the show notes. This is something that's going to be open for, I think, probably two weeks max. We're taking 10 clients. If we fill up before the two weeks, we're not going to take any more. So if you're interested in joining this round, check out the link in the show notes and you can find more information there. You can find the application and then you can reach out directly to us if you have any additional questions. So again, this is limited time. We're taking first 10 clients. So if this sounds like something that would be helpful for you that could help you implement some changes that you think you may need to make, make sure you check that out. So thank you all for tuning in to another episode of the Nutrition Science Podcast. I hope this episode was helpful for you all. 
I appreciate everyone who's been supporting the show, been sharing it, been tagging me, been donating and supporting it through that method as well. I'm really looking forward to where this thing is going. So thank you all. Hope you have a great day and we will talk soon.